He delivered last week, he came right back and did again. <laughs> oh, man. It was. Very aggressive. Very, very, very aggressive. Re- welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, from Studio A and Studio B. Uh, uh, or set A, set B of Splash Cast Studios. Correct Mundo, correct Mundo. Davis Estate. Yes, sir. We are here. We are here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this pregame episode 122 of the pregame. We're going to turn up, man. Y'all know what it is. We always come with the violence, come with the uh, comedy, uh, come. And now, now we're going to add a little bit of baseball. We're going to add a little bit of basketball. Uh, uh, but right before we get into the splash cast episode 121 man but before we get into that i we are we would be remiss if we did not shout out LOA and Jasmine on one of the most epic weddings of all time special guests included uh shout out and plus a, a wonderful wonderful ceremony for two beautiful people uh congratulations and we love you fantastic wedding um I did have the honor of being the best man. Uh, it, w- it, it was a labor of love. It was a ton of fun. Jasmine and Elloway are a beautiful couple, number one, and they had one hell of a wedding. As you can probably tell, I'm, I don't think I'm at 100% energy-wise yet. Uh, I'm still still sipping, though. We ain't going to stop that. But uh, it, it's been one hell of a weekend. Happy weekend pod today. And, yeah, welcome to the pregame. Let's do it, my boy. Welcome to the pregame. So let's get started, man. We appreciate y'all. Always remember, like, follow, subscribe, and tell a friend, tell a friend. Hey, man, we be talking on Twitter. I'm sorry. We be talking on X. We be talking on Threads. We be talking on Instagram. Come, man. Call it Twitter. I, I just I was looking. What do I look up? I can't type in X. I'm sure if I type in X.com, it will not take me to a good place. So yeah, I typed in Twitter.com. Twitter pulled you know, up. King Shane. Twitter to me. And I still tweet. I'm not kink shaming, but I'm trying to podcast. <laughs> but let's get started, man. Let's get started. Y'all know what it is with the pregame. We're going to start off with some baseball. And when we start out with baseball, there is only one team to start with. One team. To, hey, the Braves, the Braves, the Braves. The season is over. We are the NL Regular season number one seed, you out there. I had to make up my own rave, man. Y'all know I'm, I'm on location right now. I don't have my rave like Y'all know what that means, but it's a hell of a celebration, man. It's been an excellent season. And, yes, it's been a good closeout. Looks like we got some new merchandise, new logos. Yeah, um, man, got a new hat that was debuted by Keenan Thompson at the Brave Stadium, and he's now on threads talking with the Brave uh, – Talking about the Braves, I uh, didn't know that Kenan Thompson was a huge Braves fan, but apparently he really, really is. Um, so shout out to the Braves and Kenan Thompson, man. We got some new threads. I got to get the new hat. We got to get the new hat. It's 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 mandatory. I got the hat with the four EME with the four championships. But we got to get the new one. Got to get the new one. Wait, I didn't know he was from Atlanta. So yeah, of course. Happy thrilled about that. Longest tenure member at SNL. All of that. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I do like the hat, but I'm going to be very honest and transparent here. I'm a little afraid. The uh, A has always been the signal. Going to the B for some reason just scares me. You know how I feel about the juju. I don't feel like messing with anything, changing anything, doing anything that that could shift the, the seismic waves of the planet, the gravitational pull, the spin of the earth, whatever it may be. But I do like the hat. Why was Joe, oh, I'm sorry. I'm listening. I'm watching Monday Night Football and Jamal Williams. I don't know what just. I don't know what just happened on the sideline, but he went berserk a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, the Braves. The Braves. Uh, uh, huh. I think he kind of got his bell, his bell rung, and they took him out. And I think he just got in, and I don't think he wants to go out. Oh, yeah, concussion protocol. Hey, man, it's tight. But, yeah, we got a new hat, man. But it's the same old things going on in the Braves, dog. You're right. I don't want to mess with the Juju. But, look, if we can keep this roster together, the roster that has the, that is the second team in history, you see that? History. Second team in history <laughs> to have five-plus players with 30-plus home runs. And we missed – and all of them – we're like 35 plus two. Albies, Riley, Acuna, uh, um, <laughs> uh, 
he who shall be named uh, uh Marcelo Zuna <laughs> wait hold on let me tell y'all and Matt Olson <laughs> Ozuna hits the home run that ties the record for most home runs ever hit in the season if that's not the, <laughs> the MLB scriptwriters really getting in their bag and now he's a guy who we talked about for the majority of the seasons like oh yeah probably got to trade him probably got to trade him probably got to trade him see you next year Marcel what do we say about Marcel dog we always say that every time they get ready to get rid of him He's in a slump or whatever. He does something. It's Mike Harris slump too. And then and and then all of a sudden he comes and what does he do? Hits uh for a career high in home runs in a single season for him. 30 oh, 39 no. home Believe runs. <laughs> so it is what it is, man. The Braves had a historic season. Uh they're out here playing really really well. The bats are popping. Uh the Braves slugged 501 this season, which is the highest by any team in his in in major league baseball history um our offense carried us not gonna lie to you our offense has carried the pitching through injuries and everything and it just goes to show you there's there's nowhere to hide if you're facing the braves even when we have people that are out our guys that come in kevin pilar nikki lopez all those guys that come in come in hitting home runs it's like dog there's there's really it's nowhere con- to go it's a contagious thing once again We'd be remiss if we did not congratulate Alex Anthopoulos for putting together arguably one of the best offenses in baseball history. Not in the last 10 years, not in the last five years, not in the last 20 years. In the entire history of baseball, America's pastime, Alex Anthopoulos, you put together this team, and the team did what it was asked. Every turn, hey, we need you to do this, and we're going to pray for the pitching, we hopefully got some days here to figure that out. But at this very moment, congratulations to you guys. And just make sure you take a small mental snap uh, snapshot. And remember, this is one of the best offenses in baseball ever. History. Y'all know baseball is super old. Like, it's super old. And we are like, correct. if not number one, number two base offenses in history. But, but we have to, we have to close the deal. We got to, we got to get this close pennant. It. Got to get this championship. Now, with all the issues we have had with pitching, and it's not a lack of talent or or focus, lack of focus, or guys not hitting their marks, it's just injuries. Just injuries. Um, there has oh, been man. one person who has been steady, had a had a couple of uh had a couple rough starts, but any pitcher does when you you start forty games or thirty games or whatever. Uh, but Spencer Strider. Uh, in his second season, has broken John Smoltz's record for most strikeouts in a single season as a Brave. Already, do you know how difficult that is to do? That I don't know if people understand how impressive that is. Go ahead. No, what I was saying was this is year two. Last year mm-hmm. he was runner-up rookie of the year, only to Mike Harris, who's played out of his mind. And then this Sub-rest. year, Russ, what's good, brother? Uh, to come right back and be tied with Smoltz, who was who is in Atlanta Brave lore, in MLB lore, widely respected, one of the greatest pitchers to ever exist. Uh, Spence, you're cooking, bro. You are cooking. Yeah, man. Um, And what makes this even more impressive is we're in the age of pitching where you don't have a lot of people that go seven, eight, nine innings. You normally only go out of your starting pitcher, out of your star, you're going to get six innings, maybe seven if he's, you know, really pitching really well. And, of course, if he's in a a, a no-hitter or shutout or no-hitter type thing, then you go and you let him go. But most of the time, you're only going to get six innings. Whereas when John Smoltz played, now I'm not going to take nothing away from John Smoltz because he, he pitched nine innings, eight innings regularly, but he also had Tommy John surgery. Had to come back as a closer before going back as a as a starter. So we talked about it in an earlier episode. So both feats are very, very, very impressive. Um, shout out to Spencer Strider. It looks like you probably are going to be the linchpin of the rotation. You and Freed going forward. Uh, hopefully Kyle Wright can get back. Uh, he came back from one game and went right back on the IR. But um, you are it, Hold man. On. You are it. Yes. Quick. Quick update, Jamal Adams out with a concussion. Uh, just nine snaps. He hasn't played football in 385 days. That is the reason he was upset. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that happened to Tredavion White with the ACL. 
happened. Uh, yeah. Of course, the biggest one happened with Aaron Rodgers. That's tough, man. That's tough. Uh, moving on, man. Moving on. And just what about your boy here? Just, just when you thought the Braves couldn't get any better, we have Matt Olson who leads the league in RBIs and home runs. We have, or I think he's number two in RBIs. We have Austin Riley. We have, we have the whole infield made the All Star team. We to add that we have Rookie of the Years, Rookie of the Runner Up. We have, I honestly think you could look at uh, uh, Rosario as for one of the most improved players. Um, you I have do. those. We have the pitching when we're healthy. Then you add all of that, and then you put the icing on the cake with Ronald Acuna. 40-70, uh, uh, 217 hits, 41 home runs, 106 RBIs, 73 stolen bases, 337 batting average, over oh, 1.012 OPS, just to name a few of the stats. And, 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 and he's going to be a gold glover as well. So, <laughs> so to let you know, Ronald Acuna is out here, dog. This is this is crazy. Unbelievable season from Ronnie Rockets. Uh, you know I got to do this. Very beginning of the season, we sat here and we talked about where we thought this team was going to be, who we thought was going to mm-hmm. be the leader of this team. I told you, and I, I specifically said. Ronald Acuna, MVP. We talked to, yes. You called that. But not only as not only as the best Brave, I said no. This is Ronnie's MVP season. Mm-hmm. Now thank you to Ronnie. I'll probably owe you a fruit basket for making me look good. Uh but this season, first of all, voters, don't mess this up. All the respect in the world to Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. Um Freddie I don't want to take anything had a good away season from them. Quietly. Oh, and I want to <laughs> put Matt Olson in there. I'm not gonna not put Matt Olson in the NL. MVP category because if you look at his stats, they are unbelievable. He's number one this, in hitting. <laughs> yes, this this MVP, and this is a this is terrible because this is one of the four years, one of the years I can I can see like four co MVPs. All four of those guys, three of them Braves, in separate years season. would have won the MVP if they had this season. Exactly, I, exactly. But this one, Ronald Cunha. The first 30-60 season, and then not only did he do 30-60, he did 40-70, and he actually closed out with 41-73. and That is unbelievable, otherworldly. Um, get the man his MVP. Let's yeah, man. This. Get- yeah, you know... <laughs> You know, and I'm 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 gonna be petty, so I'm sharing this live so people so people uh, see this. Somebody told me to send in the link. Um, remember, like, follow, subscribe. There was a point in August, maybe it was July, early August, late July, when Ronnie was in a little bit of a slump, a little bit of a slump. He hadn't hit the home runs. Uh, he had slowed down on stealing the bases, and everybody was like Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts. And we went and played the Dodgers. And Ronald came back off IR, not IR, but came back off the IL. You know, they put him on like a four-game IL. Came back off IL, and um, I think he out, he like dominated Mookie Betts. They kept showing Mookie Betts every time he hit a home run. He hit two home runs in the game, in the first game. Uh, he hit a home run in the second game. That separated him immediately there's an instagram meme of like mookie betts as the car crossing the uh the the train tracks and arnold acuna smashing through him with it as the train uh pause if necessary um <laughs> absolutely necessary and i hold on one second i want to say mookie betts has so, been Kev. extremely gracious about this like mm-hmm. very he, very he's classy been, you know you don't have to do that especially y'all i know you want the award as bad as he does but he's been. I watched the interview that he did. And he was like, "Yeah, nobody's ever done this. It's unbelievable. It's crazy." And and on his own podcast, I know. Yes, and I know it's tough because it's the Dodgers, and like we're there's not beef, but at the same time, we're the two teams that keep running into each other. And you know, Freddie played with both. You know, played on both teams. Whew, boy, that was close. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just appreciate you know. <laughs> You know, I, I appreciate people who know grace and mercy and respect. I really appreciate that. Kudos to the Dodgers. Yeah, man. Kudos to the Dodgers. Kudos to the Braves, man. The Braves played 
an unbelievable regular season, but it's not done yet. Not done not yet. Not done I'm, yet. The 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 while we get the rest of this stuff up, the postseason has the bracket has been uh, uh, made. Uh, the first round, Phillies wild card, Phillies Marlins. Both of them are uh, di- division rivals in the same division, and I think at this division because everybody's so good. Most of the time, Mets, you let us down again. Uh, whoever we play is going to be a tough out because, of course, we get the first round. We don't go to the wild card. So we end up playing the Phillies or the Marlins again. And if it's the Phillies, that's going to be an intense series. It's going to be an intense series if it's the Phillies because they knocked us out of the playoffs last year uh, after we had just won the division, after they, after the Mets blew it. So – um, it's gonna be a tough out, but hopefully we can get these get this ready. And and I I watched where Brian Snicker talk about, you know, last year he kind of brought up the fact that we took that break. I yep. think that they're he he's basically said that they're going to do live workouts, and I think they're going to do like a basically a simulated. They game. are letting fans in and running simulations. That's good. So they're hear. basically going to do, do ones versus twos, which I think is fantastic. Let's, that's good let's to get hear, used to the same thing. Let's not get out of what we're doing. We're doing the right things. Let's get this pitching together. Those guys, now those guys, get your rest. Pitching, get your rest. Yeah, Everybody else, nothing. get your at-bats, get your reps, and let's keep this thing going, man. Let, let's let's go win a championship. Let's see what five looks like. Yeah, yeah, that would be beautiful. I uh, I do like the simulation because, and when you actually go back and if y'all go back and listen to Brian Snicker, he said, you know, last year we decided to take a take time off because everybody was, you know, nicked up, banged up. But the year we won the World Series, we was a wild card, and we just got yeah. hot. Similar to the Phillies, the next year who got hot and made it all the way, it's the same thing. Yeah. So instead of you know letting us get in a slump, getting we are like, look, we are gonna go ahead and and we are gonna practice, which means this team is locked in. This team is yeah. locked in, and that means that tells me that I, I am looking for us to continue uh, continue this this offensive onslaught in the playoffs. And I appreciate Brian Snicker being, you know, aware enough to pay attention and say, hey, man, I made a mistake last year. Everybody else is making adjustments. Let's make an adjustment here. This is a big move. And Definitely. I'm 100% behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on, man, moving on. So – Miguel Cabrera joins Willie Mays and Hank Aaron as the only players in ALNL history to finish their career with 300-plus batting average, 500 home runs, and 3,000 hits. Miggy retires as a Detroit Tigers legend. Is it Detroit? He was with Detroit this whole year? Ba- or was yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Baseball legend. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. What, what what's sad you, about it is oh go ahead, once go ahead, you're go ahead. in this category you are <laughs> just let me know I know y'all gonna do that funny Babe Ruth thing so I can't be hundred percent or whatnot but this who's not gonna vote for this man to go into the Hall of Fame and if you he do, never got a ring though right not not I'm not trying to step on his greatness I'm yeah. saying he he wasn't a, he he didn't have he didn't always have the pieces around him to to he was always like a number one like you could pitch around Miggy and he still batted three hundred. Plus five hundred home runs and three thousand hits, man. He was, he he was special to watch. I, I think he was a little bit undervalued by Major League Baseball. Two thousand three won a World Series. Yeah, at the beginning of his career, and he been in the league twenty years. Wow, twenty seasons. He wow. he is the last person to, to play face against <laughs> the, the Montreal Expos. Yes, sir. The last boy that make you that make you sound old. That's like the last living member that you hear in church. <laughs> the last surviving member. You be like, dang, dog, that sound morbid. But yeah, man, twenty years. Uh, you got it. Now that he definitely has a ring, he's got to be first ballot. It's got to be. There's there's no discussion. So congratulations to Miggy. Congratulations, congratulations. Um, on job well done. Job well done. So we got. <laughs> let me tell you about jug season. So, in Philly, uh, police are looking for a six-year-old boy at the center of a pizza gift card scam. Allegedly sold fake base. He allegedly sold fake baseball face fake gift cards to support his baseball team. 
He listens I mean, you, by any means. Number this one, I don't know if this picture is really this kid or not. I hope it's not, but this picture is hilarious. <laughs> uh, number two, six years old. That's. I like it and I'm afraid. Six years old is so young to be a scammer. But if you start early, you'll be good. Um, First off, now that I've read, I've read through the caption, this is definitely not his. He didn't think of this. They, they said a six-year-old boy was out of Illinois allegedly selling fake gift cards up to 20 miles away. And he would come fully dressed uh, and he would sell them buy one, get one free. And then he would take off. So, nah, this ain't him. Or I don't think it's him. Trap or die, baby. Trap or <laughs> but die. that was the, he definitely he definitely got a mentor out there somewhere with him. <laughs> or nah, he could just I I I'm gonna put it on him. I think this man is young. Put it on the star. Right, enterprising <laughs> and might be looking for a PPP loan soon. <laughs> you don't think he don't got one? He got three businesses in his name by now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He he hustling twenty miles away. Yeah. Um, and you can't even be mad if you get jugged by a six year old. Well, you got jugged, kid. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get into some basketball since we're gonna do the pregame. Let's get into some basketball. Uh, we're gonna start out with the WNBA. It's been a great, great, very entertaining playoffs. Uh, rookie of the year, Aaliyah Boston, averaged fourteen and a half, eight point four our rebounds per game, two point two assists. Uh, and played really, really well on the defensive end. She was one of the few players to actually be able to hold her own against uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Asia Wilson. So shout out to Aaliyah Boston, rookie out of South Carolina. Dawn got that factory booming out there in game in game uh, in Columbia. It, it is getting out of hand, Ryan Howard. Now you come right back with the Aaliyah Boston. You're really putting. She's changing the game. Excuse me, Ryan Howard went to Kentucky. My apologies. Yeah, but I was yeah, gonna, I was gonna, yeah, no. I mean, but also, I mean, Asia Wilson. So you got you, you have two players in the MVP conversation. Yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out to Leah Boston. Um, she is only going to get better. Uh, if you notice, she's already in her exit interview. She was already talking about what she's going to work on in the off season. Uh, she's talking about getting uh, in better shape and and getting in and and getting being able to take on the, the, the load of playing multiple games. So uh, hopefully, uh, not hopefully, I can't wait to see her next year. She's going to be a monster, dog. She's going to be a monster. And, and I think that it is more relevant in WNBA because they come out of March Madness and you go right basically into the WNBA season. Like there isn't a ton of time to get ready for the pros. So I think that giving her one full offseason to just focus on, hey, this is what this is what I can do with my professional assets could be a game changer. And if that is a game changer, her and the Indiana Fever are going to be very scary. And y'all better lace some shoes up tight. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, now let's get to NBA news, man. It's, it was media day. It was media day. Uh, Hawks had media day. Braves had not Braves. Uh, all teams had media day, but there was somebody in particular who was very, very upset. Um, last year he wore dreadlocks. To uh, I'm sorry. Last year he wore locks. Uh, Thank you. To to uh, uh, to play uh, basketball uh, for his for his picture. This man Jimmy Butler decided to come as emo Butler today uh, for Heat Media Day. Uh, so you will see this every year, <laughs> all day. This is his media picture. He's upset. He shows up, full, uh, got his hair straightened, uh, <laughs> piercings, and he says he's emo Jimmy. I really appreciate this because I know how passionate he is as a basketball player. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a funny way to address it. Also, I mean, I know that Adam Silver is somewhere thrilled because on media day, when a lot of these guys are not really trying to give you much, Jimmy Butler steals the show. Um, mm -hmm. He said he's still committed. Like, congratulations, Dan, for getting to a place that wants him there. But he is committed to beating Giannis and Dame and winning a championship. There's nothing that you can't like about Jimmy. He's just, he's Jimmy. And, and we need more basketball players like this who just who genuinely love the game. 
They love mm-hmm. all parts of the game. Jimmy's and an this, asset to the NBA. This was Jimmy's reaction to the Bucks trade. Uh, <laughs> y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. Y'all do. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> y'all didn't hear it from me, but I heard it through somebody. Y'all look at him for tampering. Yo, NBA. <laughs> Jimmy was big pissed over Dane over the news, which, of course, the name news that we're talking about, Dame Dalla gets traded from the Bucks. I'm sorry, from the Blazers to the Bucks in a three-team trade that involved the Phoenix Suns as well. Uh, Dame goes to, uh, well, actually, it's kind of a four-team trade now. Dame goes to the, <laughs> what's happening? Wow. Football. Dame goes to uh, uh Dame goes to the Bucks. Um uh what happened? Dame goes to the Bucks, Drew Holiday goes to the Blazers, um, DeAndre Ayton goes to the Blazers, Yusuf Nurkic and a couple other players go to the go to the Suns, and then it was yes. If you go down to New Look Blazers, we can run through. We can just go Oh, trade now. details. Didn't oh. see that. That's what yeah, I'm looking yeah, yeah. for. So here but, it is. Yeah. So that's the new look this, right now. Go ahead. You got it. Wait, this was actually well, okay. That uh this was the original this is the trade itself. Now, after this trade, there were moves to be made. There were moves that were made. And then after this, there will be more moves. But Dame is now uh a buck. Uh Drew Holiday was momentarily a blazer. He's now been moved to the Celtics. Aiden is a blazer. Uh I don't know this other guy. You could you said Nurkic. Oh, no, no, no. Nurkic, I know. Nurkic is now a son. Uh, Grayson Allen, a son. Nasir Little, a son. And Keon Johnson. Uh, I like the trade for the Suns. I know that Nurkic, Nurkic is is tricky because he does, he he's hurt a lot. But Aiden was getting paid so much money. The Blazers needed a guy who could do a little bit, but they need to also be able to reallocate some of this money. Uh, they need more bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so this gave him an opportunity to kind of get off of Aiton's contract, a guy who I think had had run his course in 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 Phoenix. I think that Matt Ishba, he was trying to clear house of anything that he could consider bad juju. That's the reason Chris Paul was gone. That's the reason Monty Williams is gone. And now finally, this is the reason DeAndre Aiton is gone. This also, funny enough, leaves Devin Booker as the only remaining player from the championship run. That they had with the Phoenix Suns finals run, no champ. Uh, (laughs) So and then after that was done, Drew Holiday was then immediately, and when I say immediately, within 24 hours, uh, was shipped to the Boston Celtics uh, for Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, and a few picks. So the new look Blazers are now DeAndre Ayton, Robert Williams, uh, Mal. I don't. They're actually trying to move Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Jeremy Grant, plus the three young guys, Anthony Simons, uh, Scoot Henderson, and I can't remember the last one's name. Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp. So they have a good young core, and they have a bevy of picks and money. Um, so they, this is pretty good. What do you Where do you think Brogdon's going to end up, though? Um, so I've heard, I've read different reports. Uh, on one end, they say that they're trying to move him. I don't think that they're necessarily in a rush to move him. I will probably slow play it. They have a bunch of young guards. Malcolm Brogdon is a pro's pro. Um, they call him Mr. President, the way that he speaks and the way that he carries himself. When you have this amount of really young guards, I think mm-hmm. it is invaluable to have a guy who can tell them, who can show them how to be a professional on a daily basis. Uh, I know Anthony Simons got a lot of that from Dame, but also you got Scoot Henderson, and you want these guys to basically be the face of your franchise going forward. I think that they slow play with Malcolm Brogdon, get closer to the playoffs and see, hey, who's interested in a bad guard? Somebody's going to get hurt. They're going to need a guard who can play, who can... I like I like Brogdon because he can hold it in the role. He can score a little bit. He can still facilitate. He's a leader. Somebody's going to need him. I don't have to sell it. I don't have to sell this guy right now. Just because just because he's on the team, he if he doesn't I'm, have to. He's not going to start, he, but he can come off the bench. 
run that second squad and be perfectly fine until a team needs him. Um, if I'm Philadelphia, I'm looking at I'm looking at a way to make facilitate a trade like this. You need, especially with James trying to get out of there. Um, I'm looking at a way to get some get Malcolm Brogdon. You said what? Who did not show up for media day, James Harden? James Harden uh, did not show up. Also, for media day. once again, <laughs> sleeper team here for me, the Utah Jazz. If you could get a guy who could who plays defense, who could help facilitate for Laurie, John Collins, and Walker Kessler. If if he could be had at a reason at for a reasonable player, then yeah, I might be interested in flipping him just because I think he's a better facilitator than the guys that you got now. Um. Uh. Yeah. Some somebody that needs bench work though. I don't know of a team. What team needs bench work? Uh, because Malcolm Brogdon is not your starter, not not in this league. But Orlando is another place that could use him off the bench. There's a lot of good middle middle team, middle of the road teams that could use him. And honestly, and you, the Lakers. I mean, <laughs> they, you could bring him in, come off the bench. They got. They ain't got nothing to give me. But I will, I might be interested in trading one of those young guards from Orlando for a veteran. I think that that would be – because I feel like Orlando has guards, but they still need to move some of those guys. And I need a guy who can show everybody else, hey, this is how you do it. I That's think fair. He, yeah, I, I agree with that. The other part about that is is you got you to gotta talk to the player about what's in his long-term plan. He might, he might be contender only. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Uh, Denver, right. might, I they mean, might look. Denver might it, look at it, him. And his age, you can't. I mean, what are you gonna say? Like, nah, send me to a contender, or I want to go home. Now, I will tell you the interesting part about this trade, and I guess it's not super interesting. Well, maybe it is to me. I really like Robert Williams. I mm-hmm. think that he has one of the best contracts in the NBA. I know he hasn't been healthy, but if he is healthy. Do you maybe move Jeremy Grant? If he can get healthy, I'm probably interested in moving Jeremy Grant. Now, I know that that will be like a weird double center look, but being that Aiton can score and he can space the floor, you can always put Robert Williams in the middle, and then you have a lot of good rim protection. And they both can move. So they can, you know, they're pretty decent on the perimeter as well. I don't know if you. I would probably trade. I don't know if I would trade Jeremy Grant, or I might trade Jeremy Grant for a cheaper version of Jeremy Grant. I don't know yes, if I would start Robert Jeremy Williams. Yeah, I don't know if I would start Robert Williams, but I don't know if you can get off Jeremy Williams off that contract. I don't know if you can get off that contract. I don't know any team that would be willing to take that, unless you would say maybe no team with a no team with a, a power forward. To, there's no team with a power forward to give away. I don't know of a team. There, Toronto, you know, go get Pascal. You could Toronto and go get Pascal. That probably works. Question for you. Mm. Let's veer off. Let's go. I'm with it. John Collins for Jeremy Grant. They don't make the same amount of money. John Collins at $25 million a year. Jeremy Grant is at what? Didn't he sign like four years, one sixty or something like that? Only yeah, but million? but also Utah's not like near the cap. Hmm. I would. I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I think I would hate that for John. Up, I would hate that for John. You, could, you would hate. Why? Mm-hmm. Good guy. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. But uh, while you look that up, I do want to bring up something funny for all of you basketball fans. I need you guys to let me know. Please let me know. <laughs> yeah. Worthy. Oh, Grant's so contract. back in New York. What's up, brother? Um. <laughs> what's up, sneaky? What's up, uh, sneaky? What's up, sneaky too? What's up, Kev? What's up, Worthy? Uh, let me show you this real quick and let me get your reaction live. I want to see you laugh. I did not know that this was an actual nickname. I thought that you couldn't give yourself your own nickname. I thought people had to give you a nickname. I don't know anybody, and y'all let me know, basketball fans. I don't know any basketball people that have ever called DeAndre Ayton dominating, ever. 
in any facet. Time out, time out, time out, time out. So this, the first time, like, this is a thing for him now. As soon as he got traded, they showed this video of the other totally guy who facility. got traded in him, mm-hmm. and he introduced himself. I am DeAndre Ayton dominating. And I said, I mean, I was right. I'm on Instagram. Boy, nobody's ever called you. <laughs> Never in your life. And as soon as I, my, immediately, everybody's like, what? Boy, this is Cat. Where did you come? It Out of nowhere. I, I've been around for a while. I don't know if, I don't think you can give yourself a nickname. Number two, if you're dominating, what happened when Giannis gave you the 50 on two? Please tell me what your name was <laughs> that day. Please. I already told you I what it was. It was name. wet cardboard box. He ran through you like a wet cardboard box in a butcher shop. It was over with. 50 on twos on 90% shooting. No free throws. Done. Over with. DeAndre. And you out there west now. You, 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 uh, I mean, you've been in the west, but you out there. Aren't they in the Nuggets division? Yes. Hmm. All right. You're going to have a chance to dominate. You're going to have a chance to dominate, brother. Because they're going to run through you. I love when players get what they ask for. Ultimately, Mm. at this point, you're the highest paid guy on this team. Mm -hmm. So you're the man. So you need to be the man. I don't want to hear nothing about you got young guards. You got guys who can score. Exactly. You're the man. And you need to dominate. If you're dominating, why are you in Portland and not Phoenix anymore? Well, he he also didn't. He never dominated in, in, in DeAndre, I said this so many times, but we'll move on because I don't want to belabor the point. We got a lot to talk about today. But DeAndre, I, I would always talk bad about him, and then you would be like, ah, I mean, he's averaging like 22 and 12. I mean, he's he would have the quietest 24 and 12 season of all Good time. Games, little influence. Yeah, and like any other, and that's what always caught me off guard. <laughs> that's what always caught me off guard when I would see his stats. I was like, if this was any other player, if you average 24 and 12, you're in the MVP conversation. Any other player. There's nobody that has averaged 24 and 12 that I can think of that was not at least in the MVP conversation, most improved conversation, first team all NBA conversation. 24 and 12 get you accolades. That tells you that they really did not like this dude. They really did like, not like this dude. I feel like he's the guy who flourishes against guys who he should be. But anytime that you go against somebody who is equal to or better than you, then you mm-hmm. just shrink. And I understand, you know, the points and the rebounds. That's all well and good. But also, you need to show up when it's time to show up. And I don't think that he does that. You know, Monty Williams kind of called him out for not showing up. But once again, man, everybody deserves a second chance. Sometimes you need to be in a different situation. But this is your second chance. And you are the man because they spent the money on you. So let's see what you can do, my guy. Script writers, script writers. We would love to see a first-round matchup, maybe a two versus seven, Blazers, Suns. We'd love to see it. It's not far Ooh. off. Not Ooh. far off with that team they got now. It's hey, not far off. The West the West is a gauntlet, though. I mean, you think they're better than OKC? They could be. Ooh. I think they could we be. We check back. <sighs> OKC does have a center now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what they've been missing for a decade is a center. They got one yeah, now. I mean, they got a center. They have a power forward. OKC has a full roster now. They have yeah. so many players. They're about to start looking at trading people. And that is interesting. Because you got to think Denver coming back. Memphis going to be there. Sacramento could be a team potentially fall off. Phoenix will be back. Clippers, I mean, you don't know if they're going to be healthy or not. Golden State should be interesting. The Lakers have to be there. OKC, Zion is back and apparently skinny. You still got the Mavericks. The Jazz got better. The Rockets got better. The Spurs got Wimbenyana. The West is a top to bottom gauntlet. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. So to wrap this trade stuff up, because we never did talk about the Bucks, man. The Blazers traded Dane for DeAndre Ayton, Robert Williams, temporarily Malcolm Brogdon. That's his name, Tumani Kamara, and 
three picks and two pick swaps. I mean, and at the end of the day, they traded Dame to the Bucks. It's not like they did. I mean, even though they it did come out that Dame said, if I can't go to the Heat, then I would like to rescind my trade request. And then he was like, nah, I do agree with that. Like, nah, you can't request a trade and be like, nah. Like, nah, this is irreparable. Hey, I'm going to quit this job. And nah, dog, we had, had to call HR and start looking for a new one. Where are they? I don't think Scoop fights Aiden. I think Aiden is going to flourish in, in, in a new in a new scene scenery. Yeah, and I think that Scoop is going to, for right now at least, DeAndre Aiden is going to be the best pick you can get. So you got to find a way to help, help him be the best him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leadership portion is important is the point that I have questions about. But I'm really, I'm super high on Anthony Simons. I think that he's a guy who can do a little bit of everything, um, shoot, pass. You know, he's got the size to play defense. I, he don't I, play, no, he don't play no defense. Now, you compare him to Zach has, Levine. You can. <laughs> he, has, he has the size to play defense. I think that, you know, now it's on coaching. I think that this team should be a little bit more defensive-minded. I think that Scoot... She'll probably be a little bit more active on defense, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, you, you got some guys who could play defense. Defense for me is more effort than technique. If you're trying, that's half the damn battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are going to need to try, or you're gonna get whooped. Now it's not just gonna go out here and score a bunch of points. That's not gonna be it. Y'all gonna have to play some defense in order to be good. So the Bucks, um, how this all actually started was. Well, publicly started was Giannis said, I ain't committing to signing no contract extension. And uh, when he said that the Bucks, even though they did not consult, even though they did not, oh, Geno Smith, did he get hurt? Dang. Uh, even though they did not consult with Giannis on this, Giannis made it very, very, very clear that y'all better do something or I'm out. So he went and got Dame. What's interesting about getting Dame is when they asked Giannis about getting Dame, he still doubled down and said, I still ain't going to sign no extension this year. <laughs> like, y'all crazy. And everybody's like, why are you not signing an extension? His response, money is not important. But a lot of fucking money is important. <laughs> it is media day. So he's still going to want that money. So um, I don't know. I don't know if this is the final move that they make in getting Dame. I mean, they do have a strong team, man. They defensively they can cover up Dame. I mean, they can do whatever they need to do. But um, Giannis still is. They gonna still pay Giannis. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay him. Yes, you should pay him. He's the second best player in Bucks history, Mm -hmm. behind Lou Alcindor. So yeah, you need to pay him. You need to, I mean, outside of that, I think he'll sign the contract. I think he's more than interested in coming back. He said he wants I, to come I, back, I think that, Yeah, I, I think that he likes Milwaukee. I think he likes it. I think he likes the town and the city of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I think that he likes that organization. And the organization cares enough to go get you Dane, bro. Whatever whatever you've kind of asked for, they've placated to. And yeah. if somebody does right by you, you know, most people are inclined to stay there and do right by them. I think I think he's a lifetime buck, to be completely honest. And this this Dame pick and roll is scary to me. What what are your expectations for the for the Bucks now? This has to be Eastern Conference Championship. So you think that the uh, you think that they're past the uh, past the Seventy Sixers? Yeah, I saw uh, that. Kayvon yes, Thibodeau. Yes. Kayvon Thibodeau heard me yes. talking shit. <laughs> at, at this, yeah, he did. He was talking shit yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. At this point, the the 76ers are the asterisk to me. Until they figure out what they're going to do with James Harden, I, I can't speculate where where or what they're going to be. James Harden is too much money. And like I told you earlier today, if, if Beat is going to get mad if James doesn't pay, I mean, doesn't play, and they don't make a trade. Daryl Morey, you you can't you can't keep playing with Embiid. Embiid will get you fired because they don't want to lose Embiid. And if it's got to be a decision between Daryl Morey 
or Joel Embiid, the MVP, then Daryl Moore, pack your bags. Or don't pack your bags. We'll send them to you. But we're not going to lose one of the best players in the NBA because you won't trade James Harden. Especially then, you could probably keep James Harden. Yeah, that has always been the thought for me. If if you're in that predicament as an owner, I would be conducting interviews. Like I wouldn't let Daryl Morey make any other. (laughs) I would all all, the Georgia Bulldogs when they had Mark Rick, they were committed to Mark Rick, and Kirby Smart came available, and well Kirby Smart told them he's ready to become a head coach. They pulled. Uh, Mark Rick out of a five-star recruits home. His name was, uh, he plays for the, the, uh, DeAndre Smith plays for the, uh, plays for the Philadelphia Eagles caught the game winning uh, touchdown in the championship game for Alabama against UGA. What people don't understand is that he was committed to UGA until they fired Mark Rick and Georgia said, we don't care. (laughs) We go get off the field, get out. They pulled him out of the, out of the house. What I'm saying is the Philadelphia 76ers, y'all going to have to pull Daryl Morey out of somebody's house. He don't, he don't need to be there no more. If you're going to lose – I can see if you're going to lose James Harden because I ain't really the biggest James Harden fan when it comes to his tactics of getting what he wants. But it's part of the – when you become one of the best players of all time in terms of the best – the most revolutionary scorers of all time. I don't say best players of all time. Revolutionary scorers of all time. Wait, 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 wait. He is, I mean, he's led the NBA for the last two years in assists, and he's a revolutionary scorer. He's – one of the best of all time. Uh, whatever. That's debatable. But I mean, what I'm saying is. Top 75 got to put you one of the best. I don't. Top 75 controversial now. But. Um, Not him. But, uh, well, you know. Anyway, what I'm saying is. If I can keep James Harden. And I can keep that. Daryl Moore, you got to go, dog. And they got all this. All these. They got. They, this is their time. Their window is now. And if you lose. If you lose. Joel Embiid. That's the part. I don't know part how you really recover. James Harden is not pissing off Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is trying to win a championship, and if you can't, I don't, I don't think he care if James stays or goes. I think he understands James' point of view. I think that James is pissed off because Daryl Moore told him he was going to get paid, and he didn't. Well, that's fine. And I, I think that Embiid, like Embiid said a bunch of times, I'm not going to get in, in anybody else's money. But that means you got to move him. You can't have him not come to the game, not come to media day, not start the season. Then you got to fix the problem. That's it. That's it. Fix the problem or we're going to fix the problem and you will be the problem and we'll fix you. (laughs) So it's interesting, man. We will see how I think the trade deadline is like February or something like that. We will see how the first six months of the NBA rolls out. man, because It's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, One person who has become – synonymous with John uh, John Collins in Atlanta. The way that John Collins was in Atlanta, and it was like trade him, and he was in trade rumors every single year. Yeah. It's now Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero has survived another offseason of trade rumors. Uh, and he says, until next summer, as he posts that. Um, <laughs> See, I think you got to be careful about stuff like this. You made it through the summer. You ain't made it through the trade deadline, buddy. And I want to be very clear. They want, I think they want to move you. I do think they want to move Lowry more, but. I don't think they can move Lowry. They're going to, I mean, they're going to try their damnedest. <laughs> At this point, I don't think, I mean, you, I mean, you throw him back into the starting rotation. He was on the bench last year. You have to have a suitor or somebody willing to take on Kyle Lowry's contract. And if it's one year in order for that to happen. Now, you may be able to get him to the Lakers and let him come off the bench and be leadership in a Bulldog. LeBron would like all of that, but I don't I see mean, many so teams. Much you would have to trade everything. He's 30, any $35 million? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't they're not years gonna, old. They're not going to get you. There's nowhere for Kyle Lowry to go. Oh, it's bad. Kyle Lowry attends media day but refuses to speak to the media. Oh, it's bad. Miami got to figure it out. Miami got to figure it out. But, yeah, man. So Is this the last year on his contract? I'm sure it is. You just buy him out? I don't think that's the answer. No, because, I mean, he could still contribute. So, you wouldn't buy him out. But 
Hey, man, you could always just sell your tickets for $2 like the Pistons did. The Pistons at Rockets game on March 31st is $2. The Pistons. You know what? You know what's tricky about this is this is probably – like the going NBA to be a good game. game. I would buy that right. Yeah. I, if I if I were in Houston, I would buy that take. I would buy courtside seats for ten yeah, for whatever they I mean, are because yeah. the Pistons have a. First of all, the Pistons also can make trades, and they have an opportunity to make a really big leap in the East because the East is not as strong as the West. The Rockets are a fun team to watch, but two dollars yeah, yeah. costs more for a hash brown, which is also inflation. Inflation is crazy. The rock, yeah. Didn't it just be ninety nine cent for a hash brown? For two. You're right. You're right. But yeah, I will one hundred percent. I'm actually looking this up right now. But well, Kyle Lowry, you're looking up Kyle Lowry's. Uh... No, no, no. Kyle Lowry is uh is one hundred percent in the last year's contract. It's just thirty million dollars. Uh. But for me, I will go see this game. I think that the rocket, the Rockets have a team now. Don't mm-hmm. forget, they got Fred Van Fleet. Um, they got uh, Green at the two. They got your boy Dylan the Villain at the three. Jabari Smith at the four. And Alfred Zangoon. That team is, that's that's a five. That's a solid five. Still got Tari East and got some pieces off the bench. And then, yeah, the Pistons, they got Wiseman. They got Thompson. Uh, they got the two guards. Like, yeah, this, this is not going to be I, this this type of stuff frustrates me because like people overreact to this type of stuff like oh this is gonna be trash. Nah, fam. This, Wait, this what are you talking actually, about? Like, this could be a really good game. Oh yeah 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 yeah. But I mean, as of last year, this game was was boo boo. So I see why it's two dollars. But I, if that's why I said if I was gonna do it now, I would buy those tickets. I definitely would buy those tickets. Hey um. I really hope this happens. Uh, y'all know there was a lot of layoffs at uh, one of the sports networks. Um, one person that got got was Mark Jackson and, and Jeff Van Gundy. Well, it has been reported by Knicks Fan TV uh, that Mark is in the garden. Knicks and Mark Jackson are working on a deal to have Jackson call some games in place of uh, Clyde Frazier. Walt Clyde Frazier. Um which would be awesome, man. I think they're also trying to bring Jeff Van Gundy on, too. But I think Jeff has a few suitors from other networks. Uh, but that would be great, man. Mark definitely deserves he's, – he's, him and Jeff are, are – and uh, him and Jeff and that team are, are a really good broadcasting team, broadcasting tandem. Man, unit. get this man off calling games and start letting him coach games. I think that, once again, he's going to be a guy who's going to be calling games I think he's a better coach than Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. And <laughs> Nick, you might need to bring him down. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how many more seasons Tibbs gets. I think be this should be an interesting one because the East is the, I mean, if you want to say it's the easier conference, you, you got you to gotta show something. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. You do. Um, but yeah, we hope Mark gets the job and comes back. Hey, but while before we transition to the to the last topic, this Seattle Seahawks New York Giants game, they are fighting like every drive. This is intense. Yeah. <laughs> this is I, intense. I think that well for New York, I think it's must win at this point. If you lose this one, then it's tight. Uh, but yeah. Uh, get, wait, wait, wait! You brought up idea. Kyle Lowry. You brought up Kyle Lowry. So, if you're trying to get rid of Kyle Lowry and there's a team that is not going to be good, and I don't think this team is going to be good, and they also have a player that they look like they probably are trying to move on from. Um, Houston. Yes, Worthy. What about sending him to Charlotte? Kai Jones has been sent away from Charlotte indefinitely. He has... He has uh, – it's not been officially reported. They say it isn't directly related to him calling out teammates. Uh, they think it's for uh, – the team is in constant communication with him. They think it's for more of a mental health uh, aspect. If you've been following the NBA offseason, Kai Jones has been uh, very vocal on on social media, calling out his organization, calling out his teammates, telling everybody that he's the best player, uh, uh, all in the league, he can he can beat LeBron. All of this stuff. Um, 
if you are the Miami Heat and you're trying to get rid of somebody, you could package Kyle Lowry with uh, a pick and and get off that salary and bring Kai Jones back and then try to sign somebody else. Because first off, T's and P's for him. We want to make sure that he's okay. But if all things are in now, the clear, yeah, why not? I did, I did see something from one of his former teammates, Greg Brown. And he said, man, this is just Kai. These people just don't know him. He's extremely confident. He's always like this. Now, I do. No, I saw them videos. I, I agree, but I don't know, man. I hope, number one, I can't speak for anybody else. I hope he's all right. Uh, but if he is, I mean, I know they just signed uh, what's-his-name to come back, so there's not really a spot for him anymore. Yeah, if you might have to move on from him. And he's now, a big, and Miami needs bigs. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about Lowry and the Hornets. I'll be completely honest, man. I don't see a lot of places that are interested in Lowry. Like, he no, you'd have to pay somebody to get rid of him. you have to pay Dang. somebody to get rid of him. But the thing about Kai Jones that I wouldn't, while I do think for him a getting off of the Kyle Lowry contract, I don't know if he would fit in the culture because I could see – Jimmy Butler going smooth Draymond on Jordan Poole. Uh, talking all that, I'm better than you, all that other stuff. I'm confident, blah, 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 blah. Because Jimmy going to try you. And if you tra- and, and Jordan Poole and Draymond, it came out that Jordan Poole told Draymond that you're an expensive backpack for 30. And Draymond, and that's what caused Draymond to, yeah, me, steal off on him, amongst other things that was said. Uh, I don't know why this is still being reported, but, you know. Yeah, for me, I think that it's a little weak. To report it or for somebody to say that? Huh? To report it or for him to get mad and say that you're a expensive backpack for 30? Or for hitting him for saying that? Which part is weak? For hitting him. like I, I think it's a joke. I think it is disrespectful. But I don't think this is punch-worthy. I think Draymond yeah, I ain't like- no jokes. I think once you run out of jokes and things to say back, and when stuff starts to hit home, especially last year when he was such an offensive liability, especially the last couple of years, um, and and Curry has been cooking, and and Clay was out, and you know it was basically they were carrying the squad scoring wise. And I'm not going to diminish Draymond's impact as an overall game and defensively passing, screening, um, setting up the offense. But when it came to scoring. He wasn't it. And that's what yeah. Jordan Poole was trying to allude to. But he was also being disrespectful. Because Draymond talked trash too now. You can't be a trash talker yeah. and then get mad when somebody trash talk, back, talk yeah, you back I, and you punch him. I hate him. when people, you can't be tough and be sensitive. You got to pick one and stay there. If you talk trash and when somebody talk back, you got to rock with it. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was punch worthy. Uh, I also don't think he probably should have said that. And I think, I think that you probably ruined your chance at being a key part of the Golden State Warriors and winning more championships. I think your championship time is over. You think Jordan Poole ruined his chance or Draymond did? Yeah, absolutely. I think you say I think in all of this you threw Draymond a life raft when he when he had when he did not have one. Yeah, Draymond was out of there. I don't know if he was out of there, but he wouldn't they were going they had just paid Jordan Poole. They were going to try to figure out a way to get rid of Draymond. Yeah, Draymond had come to grips with it. He said you know, it's it's the NBA. I get it, and then you do this, and and I and I go back to when it ri- originally happened. Nobody was mad. Nobody moved around fast. Like oh, this, they just kind of mm. like oh, he punched him. Geno's out. Geno Smith update. Watching Monday Night Football, y'all. Geno Smith out. Looks like a high ankle sprain. Uh, Who did I they forgot his name. With? Drew Locke from Missouri. That uh-huh. like Jeezy. <laughs> Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to oh, the end of the pregame, episode 122 of the Splash Cat, of the pregame. We've come to the end of episode 122 of the pregame. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll be right back. Go get yourself a beverage. I know it's Monday. Some of y'all need to unwind. If you don't drink, go ahead and get you some soda, get you some water, get you some tea, unwind with the Splash Cast. We will be right back. Uh, listen to the Splash Cast. I believe this is going to be a 36 boy. Uh, Prob- probably I'm telling y'all I'm traveling tomorrow I will try to finish the playlist tomorrow 
Uh, I think 36, though, I heard, I got to go back and listen to the J. Cole verse. I heard it's one of the best of the year. Lil Wayne put out a little mixtape. Uh, Meek and, and Rick Ross ramping up for an album release. They got one called Shaq and Kobe. Good music on the way.